0: You're listening to The Great Sin 68 Podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. To celebrate 50 episodes of The Great Since 68 Podcast, we felt it was only right to celebrate Birmingham City's greatest achievement to date. On Saturday, May 26th, 2012, Birmingham City women, or ladies as they were known at the time, won the FA Cup. It remains the only major trophy won to date in the club's 51-year history. So sit back, relax, as we hear from the likes of Chelsea Weston, Becky Spencer, Joe Potter, Emily Westwood and David Parker about the day Blues fans will never forget. The year is 2012 and Birmingham City are enjoying one of their best spells in their history Fresh off the back of a second place finish in the debut women's Super League season the Blues were looking for greater success The Blues would reach both domestic cup finals in 2012 including a narrow 1-0 defeat to Arsenal in the Continental Cup final, thanks to a late strike from Kim Little. Alongside their domestic duties, David Parker's side played in the UEFA Women's Champions League for the first time. It was certainly a fashionable time to be supporting the women in blue. Birmingham City would go on to lose in the first knockout round to Italian side Bardolino Verona. Goals from Rachel Williams and future captain Keris Harrop weren't quite enough as Christiana Girelli scored a hat-trick in Verona to break Blues' hearts. Back on English shores, things were much better for the Midlands side. Birmingham City, perhaps known for narrow wins in recent years, had a front line which would not look out of place in the Women's Super League today. Jodie Taylor, Rachel Williams, Karen Carney and Annie Aluko Between them, they had scored 36 goals in a season fans were not going to forget. The Blues made the run to the final look easier than it perhaps was. A 3-0 win over Liverpool in the fifth round of the Cup was the first bit of action in this year's competition. Goals from Jodie Taylor, Izzy Christensen and Marie Ballard ensured their place in the next round. Next up for Birmingham was Sunderland, a side considered to be the best of the rest as they continually were denied promotion despite winning the Premier League two years in a row. First half goals from Keris Harrop and Jodie Taylor were followed by a late strike from Any Aluko to round off a fine performance and book the team a place in the semi-finals. The Lamb Ground was the venue chosen for the semis as the Blues faced off against Mark Sampson's Bristol Academy in Tamworth. Birmingham got off to a perfect start when Rachel Williams headed the ball past Siobhan Chamberlain to give her side the lead after nine minutes. Things got worse for Bristol as Karen Carney's in-swinging corner was handled on the line. The incident left the referee no option but to send off Alex Culvin. Bristol were down to ten. A brief respite followed as Rachel Williams put the spot kick to the wrong side of the post. But a quick-fire double from Karen Carney shortly before the break put Blues well and truly in the ascendancy. They had one foot in the final. After the restart, Rachel Williams atoned for an early penalty miss by firing in a second for the day to give Blues a 4-0 lead. Laura Del Rio scored a consolation for Bristol, late on, but nothing could dampen the mood as Blues heard the final whistle. They were heading to Ashton Gate and the FA Cup final
1: the week leading up to it a training there was just a real buzz around the place and it was just exciting for everyone. The day before the time we met at St Andrews to so we could get the coach to take us up there and obviously we had pictures outside of St Andrews and stuff and it was just yeah, it was just an absolute buzz around the place and we went into it, you know, we were really confident to be fair and um, you know, we knew we could a one off game as well, we knew we could we could win the win the game. So I think it was just yeah, it was just a real excitement around the place and, you know, we just had our heads, you know, firmly on the, on the task ahead,
2: there was a lot of build up, you know, in, in the week before the final, a lot of local media interest and, and interviews that players were doing. I remember seeing on, you know, Midlands today and things like that, you know, and it was really the first time that local media had, had clocked on to Blues Ladies, although, you know, we, we'd come so close in, in the league the season before, and I think the Continental Cup as well, we got to the final, but. I don't know whether, you know, the name, the FA Cup final, you know, that, that really caught people's attention, I think, and staying over on, on that Friday night and everything. It, did, did it seem like, you know, that that, that was the first real point for, for for local media to get interested in what Blues ladies were doing?
3: I think so because from what I remember, I remember the day before we met at St Andrews um, on the coach, and at the time, I think Hollywood Monster was the sponsor in yes. um, the car cars that they were driving around in had the players' pictures on of playing, and I think that was the start of a lot of um, like media attention and people actually realising. Hang on a minute, Birmingham ladies are yeah in the FA Cup final, which is. A massive thing and I think yeah FA Cup final stands out a bit more at that time than any other competition.
0: Birmingham's opponents would beat Chelsea, a team that is now known for challenging on every front every season, but back then they were still finding their feet in the WSL. Under manager Matt Beard they finished in sixth position in their first two seasons in the Women's Super League. Nonetheless, the London Blues rose to the occasion in the Cup and beat Brighton and Hove Albion, Doncaster Rovers Bells and Arsenal en route to the final.
3: We drove down and stayed over and then we went for food as a group and standard Birmingham, we have a laugh and we're just together as a team and I think I think that's that was a good thing, especially for that group of people that were there at the time, I think we all bonded well, we all got on. Just, we just were relaxed really and just had a good time and we just made the most of the opportunity and the environment that we were in. No one ever expects us to little old Birmingham to get anywhere. We're here, we'll take each minute as it comes, we'll play, we know our game strategy, our plans, and we'll just, yeah, we'll just um, go out and play as we normally would. And it was kind of like, we had a lot of togetherness because we knew like what we were capable of and what we could take into that game.
2: I think people outside of women's football would have looked at that and gone, oh, that that's, that's pretty impressive, actually, Birmingham beating Chelsea. But I, I think at the time it wasn't the Chelsea that it is now you know they they were putting money into it and they had decent players but we'd come so close in in the league the the year before that I think that year as well we come pretty close in the league as well if, if you watch your women's football then then really it shouldn't have been a shock to anybody as such and I think that 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 would have given the players a lot of confidence in the, in the build-up to the game that you know, we were up there with Arsenal as as the top team in that division um, and, and we shouldn't have gone into that final fear in Chelsea and I'm, I'm sure you'll tell now that there was no fear as such. It was, you know, we're in an FA Cup final, we've got a really good chance and actually you were excited about it.
3: I think the type of club Birmingham is, they don't fear anyone. Whether they do get beat or whether they don't get beat, I think that club has been bred not to fear anyone. You go out there, you wear your heart on your sleeve You're playing for the badge. I don't think there is ever any fear when you put on that shirt. Even when we played in the Champions League semi-final, we knew we were playing against starting eleven for them. were internationals. Well, we weren't scared. We were just going to go out there. We're Birmingham City. We'll play how we know how we can play and we'll do our best. So I think, yeah, before that FA Cup final, I think it was just, do you know what? We can do it. Like We can win.
0: The day arrived, May 26. It will be the first FA Cup final appearance for either side. But as we know it, it wouldn't be the last for either side. For Chelsea, you had... Carly Telford, Lara Fay, Gemma Bonner, Sophie Ingle, Claire Rafferty, Laura Coombs, Katie Sherwood, Danny Buett, Dania Susie, Helen Blazard, and Helen Lander. Sarah Quadrill, Sophie Perry, Drew Spence, Ashley Hinks, and Kate Longhurst were on the bench. Now for Birmingham City, Becky Spencer... Chelsea Weston, Emily Westwood, Laura Bassett, Rachel Unit, Karen Carney, Jade Moore, Joe Potter, Keris Harrop, Rachel Williams and Jodie Taylor. And on the subsbench for Blues was Marie Hurahan, Izzy Christensen, Enia Luko, Marie Ballard and Christina Torkildson. It was a closely fought contest for the majority of the game with neither side finding a way through until the 70th minute. Lovely touch of Helen Lander away from Bassett. Is this Chelsea's moment? It is. Chelsea land the first blow. It's Helen Lander. Helen Lander, now Helen Ward, fired Chelsea ahead after a lovely turn to beat Laura Bassett before striking it past Becky Spencer. It appeared to be Chelsea's day as the game entered injury time. But Rachel Williams hadn't read the script, and she capitalised on a lax bit of defending to smash the ball home. Picked up by Karen Carney. Chelsea need to stand their ground here. It's Williams!
3: Birmingham City have managed to rescue it in injury time! And it's their leading lady,
0: Rachel Williams! 1-all. Cue the final whistle. With the Bristol sun blaring down on the players, it was time for another 30 minutes of football. The Londoners retook the lead in the first half of extra time thanks to substitute Kate Longhurst. But a clever set-piece routine from Karen Carney that's gone down in folklore with Blues fans caught Carly Telford out as the ball nestled into the top corner. Cue the protests from the Chelsea players, but as Joe Potter reveals, they'd gotten permission to take it early.
3: Me and Kaz were stood over it and we'd been aware that Carly likes to line up her wall. And um, we know, we, it was something that we knew we, we could take a, an early one, that we, we might be able to get a, a, a cleaner strike on goal, a bit of a gimme really. And um, we stood over it and, and I said to the referee, I said, can we have a quick one? He said, yeah. And, and I was like to Kaz. Kaz was like, what, what? And I was like, Kaz, if you don't take it, I'm going to take it. And so she did no more but put it in the top corner. I don't even think Carly would have saved it if she was in the net. So, you know, it was, it was a brilliant moment and, and I couldn't think of someone better to score that goal, really. Oh,
1: gosh. I'm understanding behind it, thinking like, bloody hell. Like, it was literally, it was just such a great moment. I just couldn't believe it. But, I mean,
3: it was a great finish and who
1: better to have there than Cavs, you know?
3: It was madness. I can remember. I'll never forget that. It's just something that rarely happens in the game anymore. And it just, it was kind of like one of those games that everything that wouldn't happen, happened.
2: Being a Birmingham men's fan as well, it's taught me to expect the worst. So, I was just waiting and wait. I would not celebrate until... Basically, they kicked off again because it, somewhere inside me was convinced that they were going to disallow it at some point. You know, the moment you realise that that's, that that's gone in and you think you've lost it twice and you come back.
0: Karen's 112th-minute goal turned out to be the final one as the game finished 2-all. Fatigued both mentally and physically, it was time for one of the most taxing events in football, the penalty shootout.
3: From what I remember is the day before we practised them, and I think there was solid few that would 100% take them. I think I was like sixth or seventh on the list, but I would just got cramp before, so I was praying that it wouldn't go past that, and I would have to step up and take it. Marcus chose us, and I think I had the fifth penalty. I don't
1: think anyone actually knows that, but I was next to take the next penalty, and I hadn't really volunteered to take it. He uh, obviously we had gone through penalties a lot during the week, um, leading up to the final. I think we had quite a lot of good penalty takers. I kind of was hoping that it was all wrapped up before I had to take mine.
4: We'd done so much work leading into that, that week. I mean, the things the things we did, you probably laugh at now in the way that we tested the players. But every game and everything we did was always with a little list of detail. I mean, we we recreate the penalty scenario again and again and again. Who's the best goalkeeper to put in? We even had a discussion on the bench, These. Is Margie going to come on because she's obviously someone to save penalties? She has a great reputation for that. Do we swap Becky at that last minute? And we decide no because Becky was in the game. And rightly so. She has the she has a great knack of saving penalties as well. The detail that we went into those five and then the sixth, seventh, eighth penalty, I knew who exactly we wanted to take each penalty, what type of penalty taker we wanted. It's come out that Becky was number five and never got to take one. There was reasons for each one of those penalty takers going in the order they did and what type of penalty would they take. I mean, that's the detail we went down to that day and that's the level of detail you've got to go down if you want to be a winner. Kate Sherwood gets Chelsea off to the perfect start with a spot kick. Rachel
0: Williams, who had missed one in the previous round in the semi-final against Bristol, was next up for Blues and her kick was saved by Carly Telford. Drew Spence was next for Chelsea to force home their advantage, but was denied by Birmingham keeper Becky Spencer. Rachel Unit levelled it up for the Blues shortly after, but Claire Rafferty blazed her effort wide for Chelsea. Jodie Taylor then calmly dispatched it for Birmingham to give them the advantage. Chelsea scored their next one, courtesy of Danny Buett, before Karen Carney sent the keeper the wrong way to put Blues 3-2 ahead. The pressure was now on. Gemma Bonner who needed to score to keep Chelsea in the shootout.
2: Gemma Bonner, the centre-half, against Rebecca Spencer. Bonner, we'll cross goal! It's Birmingham City's day!
3: History
4: is made in Bristol!
1: Um, I think when it was uh, when she had taken penalty. I didn't know whether we had won or not, if that makes sense. You know when you're in the heat of the moment, you don't actually know. Was, I'd seen everyone running towards me, and I thought, all right, then we kind of be over, kind of team but yeah no it was just a rejuvenation at the end we were just so happy and just so happy to get it over the line and you know we, I think we deserved it you know I think we we really fought we fought throughout the game and I think we were the better team on the day
0: absolutely and uh obviously you've the the manager you beat that day is now your manager at West Ham United what was that like if you've given him a, a few ribs since you joined
1: <laughs> um no so I think it was after the final he'd um come up to me because I think when Drew was taking her penalty I'd gone up to her I think actually when all of the, the penalty takers came I kind of went up to him and kind of had a little word of him before they took the penalty and he kind of came up to me afterwards and gave me a bit of banter about if he was taking a penalty he would have absolutely walloped it in or whatever and I was just poking up but yeah no he, he hasn't mentioned it since. I think it's better to <laughs> better to keep that keep it quiet around
0: the training ground now
1: but yeah I do have banter about uh we've about it every now and again obviously because she missed her penalty but um yeah, that's as far as it goes now.
0: Uh, watching the highlights back this week I noticed you went the right way. Four out of the five penalties for Chelsea. Have you been able to watch clips of Chelsea prior to the game and what kind of preparation did you have in the run up to the game?
1: Yeah, we had um footage of, of the penalty takers and who we'd foot like the penalty takers over the season that Chelsea had. had. But I think it was sometimes obviously leading up to penalties, you don't know, you know, which way which way players are actually gonna go on the day. So it's kind of a it's a guessing game really and sometimes players can give you clues with you know, with their body shapes and, and whatnot.
3: When we won. Last penalty. I remember, just everyone ran. I had cramp in my calf, and then Jade Moore had cramp. I think she had cramp in her quad, and we all just like started cramping up as we were running. And I think there's a photo of that, which was really funny. But um yeah, I remember that from the from the win as well. It was just mad. It well, it was always mad in that changing room anyway, um, with the characters you've got, as well as that happiness. It was it was not shock, but just I don't know. It was just. Oh my God! We just won an FA Cup. What the hell, little old Birmingham City just won, even though we deserved it. It was just kind of shocked. Just such a good experience.
1: I remember it being hot. I remember it being at Bristol. I remember the score lines going back and forth with Chelsea. We knew that was a real great opportunity for us to win the FA Cup for Birmingham for the first time. And. Once we'd got the equalising goal, I just knew we, we were going to go on and regardless of how we won it, I just knew we were going to win it because of the way we kept coming back and the way the score lines went. I was really glad that I got the opportunity to do it with Laura Bassett and, and Kaz Carney, been friends for a very long time and, and with them paired beating that Blues for a very long time and you know, West Midlands girls as well. It was, um, it was really good to share that experience with them. It was a really good day and the club had worked so hard on and off the field to make that experience really, really good for us and we had to finish that off by doing it on the pitch and that's what we did so no one can take that away from us now, that's part of history.
0: It was back to Birmingham for the team and the inevitable celebrations that followed.
3: You know, it was that shattered after playing 90 minutes in what felt like 50 degree heat and then extra time and penalties, it was, I think, you can imagine it was a bit of a blur after that. <laughs> I don't think the night stopped till the next morning. So. I
1: think we, we went out in Birmingham. We had already had uh, hotels booked and stuff. Um, so obviously on the way home, it was just, at night, it was just carnage on that bus. We're all up singing and dancing and whatnot and the drink started. And it was just, yeah, it was just a, a really great, it was a great day from start to start to finish. I don't remember much of the night, to be honest, the night out. I think I was on antibiotics, I had gone ill throughout that whole week. I couldn't really drink much, but I think I still managed to to get a few
0: down me. So, yeah, it was a crazy ride home from uh, Bristol. I'm sure sure there's quite a few players who don't remember it themselves, if if they've had had quite a few.
1: (laughs) It's just one of those things. I think the night itself, obviously we remember the day. And then we went back to St Andrews, actually, for a few drinks first. And then we had a club book or whatever, but from St Andrews onwards, I don't remember a thing. So it must have been a good night because, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually don't remember. The next
2: home game, the the trophy was out, and people, the fans, could have their photos taken with the trophy. But I don't recall a, a parade or, or 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 celebration as such from the club. Now,
3: if that happened now, I think it would be you'd probably expect that a bit more. But I think yeah, back then, I think it was just a like. Well done, you won, kind of thing, and you got. I think I don't know whether we went round the pitch at the men's game or not.
2: I yes, can't... yes, I think you did actually. Did we,
3: I think we got walk round the pitch at half-time or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So um, I think we had that, but I think if that happened now, I think it would be obviously the way women's footballs going. It would be a lot more um, like advertised or stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think you got the yeah the walk round the pitch, like I said, and fans are massive part. I mean, there was there was. 10, I think ten thousand people at that final, or something. Eight, I don't know, something like that. Um, like the fans are a massive part of um, Birmingham City. That's one thing that I can say. It's a tight knit environment. Everyone is together. It's not fans, players. It's everyone's a family. Um, so yeah, so it's, they're, they're a massive part of that day as well.
4: You, you look back and you think, going to that FA Cup final, you think you're going to have more days like that. You, Because obviously coming into it in 2011, you think, great, we've got a fantastic team here, fantastic players. We're going to have more days in terms of that. And, yeah, we got to, I think, what was it, six finals in six years. But winning it is different. Winning it and walking out of Wem- well, I say Wembley, but obviously it was Ashton Gate on the day. But walking out, you go, there's going to be more of this. But there wasn't. So I think it's a matter of in the future, hopefully Getting on that stage again, that you appreciate a little bit more, especially the afterwards. That you think, I don't know. I had the mentality of, I'd won it. Great. What's next? Let's win something again. Where probably just sit back, take it in a little bit more, and appreciate those times when they come along a bit more. So yeah, I think that's what you gain in experience on that side. But yeah, what a wonderful occasion and. Winning the first trophy, domestic major trophy for Birmingham, and obviously the hard work and the years that had gone in before that, the people who were who were at the club previously, what a what a day! Uh, and obviously we haven't lifted anything else as a club since. Um, and obviously the way the game's changing it's going to be very very difficult for. A club like Birmingham to lift another trophy just the way the way things are. It doesn't mean it can't be done it's just going to be difficult and I hope there's more opportunities where Birmingham lift more trophies in the future because as a club they deserve it but it's going to be almighty mighty tough and it's just appreciating those days when they come along.
3: I think there was a lot of togetherness because I think it's not as much now but it's probably the same everyone's like they don't take Birmingham as a, a top club but We actually were then. The year before, we nearly won the league. I think even before that, we nearly won the league. Um, If you haven't got Arsenal-Chelsea, if you haven't got that namesake, you kind of don't get taken seriously. But I think everyone took us seriously that year, especially when we won it because, oh, hang on a minute, they're, they're playing Chelsea in the final and they beat Chelsea. Like, they must be good.
0: So there you have it, the 2012 FA Cup final. The greatest moment in Birmingham City women's history so far. How's about we go and do it again? Dare to dream. And that was the Great Since 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you may use. And search for Great Since 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on! Keep
1: right until the end of the road. Keep right.